0: This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of questions. Let's try and get through as many as we can, Hachi, today. Anthony Jupp on Facebook. Uh, the viewing of the Melbourne Cup broke records. Well, Damo admit he was wrong. Record streams and viewers on RDC, that being, I would imagine, racing.com. racing.com. Um Anthony, my point wasn't what was being viewed on racing.com. It was what how Channel Seven came second to Channel sorry, channel Spot Ten on, came second to channel seven on Derby Day. Spot on Derby on. Day. Spot on. <laughs> the most iconic race meeting in the country historically, came second to a new race, a three-year-old race, the Golden Eagle. That was my comment, Anthony. Uh, A few more comments on that. Daniel on Twitter, following on from the entertaining discussion regarding racing broadcasts, it's evident that the Channel 10 $100 million Flemington deal is a dud, given it's not even free to wear exclusive. That is racing.com simulcasting on Channel 78 for all races. Can Hutchie think of a worse deal in his experience?
1: Daniel, they're not in the ratings business. They're in the revenue business. So until you understand what revenue it wrote, how can you pay a billion dollars if you wrote 1.5 billion. So we don't know what revenue it created.
0: So you can't worry about what it costs. Well, it couldn't have created as much as what was created on Channel 7 on Derby Day, Hutchie, with the Golden Eagle. Michael D on Twitter. Have either of you listened to the Rogers McAfee Pat McAfee interview following his vaccine status. If so, what are your thoughts on it? I personally found it cringeworthy. Michael, go back to the main body of the sounding board. We uh, Hutchie had seen some of it. I hadn't, but we discussed the Rogers issue in detail. We'll move on to this one. John Malici on email. Hi, Hutchie, Damo. And Jane, with the announcement of the removal of skinfold testing for draft prospects, is the AFL not preparing the young players for the reality of life inside the AFL? Generally, as a society, we are not teaching valuable lessons to children that in life you may not always win or things may not go your way, but it's the lessons learned and how you react that is the most important thing. John, I think, you know, I come from that school. Unfortunately, it's...
1: it's the minority of the community at the moment. Yeah, and that's so I'm out of step a little bit with it,
0: John. I had intended, or we had intended anyway, to talk about this issue on the main body this week. We just the day got away from us. We didn't. You told me at the start of the main body we had nothing to talk about today. There's plenty. We didn't get to, it, to in an hour. I'm just going through the list, Hutchy. There's four things we didn't get to. One of them, John, was this skinfold issue. I, I look. I'll just quickly summarise my what I was going to say in the main body. Had we got to it, Hutchy, was um. At some stage of the future, a bit like at, some, at the stage of the future right now, when we look back at what happened at concussion, where a player was knocked out cold and was allowed back on the ground, sometimes within 15 minutes, I'm going to take the strong view, Hutchie. At some stage of the future, we're going to look back to the relative now and go, hang on, we got 17-year-old people to strip down to underwear and we did a skinfold test on them? I can't see that happening in the future. So, as such, just if you think it's a good thing, I think it's a good thing they've banned it from, no. from a from a recruitment perspective. I think once the athlete goes to the club, I, I think it's a different set of circumstances then. I, I think the club itself, once they're under the under the roof of the club they've joined as a professional athlete, I, yep. I, I think skinfold tests are it- okay. But 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 as a, as a sell process to you, yourself when you're yep. being about to be drafted as a seventeen year old. Doing school exams as well, I think no. Does it make your phys- physical condition
1: subjective rather than proven though? Do, do, are, are, how, how is how, there how... an argument it can be judged
0: unfairly? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yep. can, can you kick a footy? Can, do, you, do you get it enough? That, I think that's all you need to know as a recruit. The skinfold thing can happen after the event. And I, I'm, un, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable with that in recent years. And when Kel Toomey broke this story back in March, I, I was surprised they were still doing it. But that's just, again, we didn't get into detail on it. Uh, Rick Batch on Twitter. On Morning Radio today, Fev mentioned Hutchie's old nickname was Oscar, as in Oscar the Grouch, because he was always hiding in bins. What's the best nickname of either of you have ever been given? Well, Sorry for but, not listening to SCN or Triple M. Well, first of all, Rich, is that true? First of all, the
1: first time I've ever heard that word, Oscar, was when Fev said it yesterday. So he entirely, <laughs> entirely made that up. <laughs> Bit of theatre from Fev. <laughs> secondly, uh, he he didn't seem he didn't seem to mind too much of being the subject of journalism in his day. Ooh. Including from time to time. Ooh. Including from time to time. I time wish we had arranged this. Including from time to time when it benefited him. So, so that's an interesting
0: one. I didn't hear the joke, but I'm sure it was all in good oh, fun. Oh, there's a... Feb has scratched something there. Uh, Francis Curo on Twitter. On a news site, how do they decide what order to put the sections, that is, on a News Corp website? Sport is always a longer scroll down. Purely what gets the numbers? Love the show. It's a general store, Francis, so whatever sells the best is highlighted the biggest in the uh, in the aisles, in the shopping aisles. We and then- we would go into sites like that, though, and I do on that one, but in, in question, Hutchie, I do. As I told you, I still subscribe to the newspaper itself. Uh, but the sport is always down the bottom, and that's the only reason I'm going to it, as a rule. Yep. There's, there must be a reason for it. I know, I, know the, I know the big sports stories get elevated to the lead they do. slide. Yep. But- the most, the general run of the mill stuffs down the bottom. Yeah, it must be a reason. Traffic. That. I know it's big stuff goes to the front. Yeah. Um, Michael on Twitter asks, "Do I need a warming strategy after I have to drop dropping the first
1: swear word?" Yeah, Michael. It's a good point, Michael. I've had, I've had to deal with a lot of letters during the week. I oh, have you. <laughs> I've written back personally to all of them, apologising on behalf of Damien. for I... fruity language last only... week?
0: Yeah, I know. Sorry, I let myself down last week. You did. Yeah. Uh, David Haley on Facebook: Thoughts on Tyson Stengel to Geelong. I think it's worth a throw at the stumps. Yeah, I do too. Huge upside. I like the I like the move. Ju Sasso on Twitter. You're only discussing the Dugowie situation standing down on August 16, Series 6, Episode 29. Dugowie. Anyway, but yep. my question is, Dave Portney and the Barstool sports team are having big issues at the moment. Are boys clubs on the way out? I did see an article linking me to that. I didn't actually yep. read it. do you, Sasso, I'll um, have to get back to you. But yes, they, they are and should be.
1: I've read, On the way out. I've read it at length yeah. over the last week. The Business Insider versus Barstool Sports Incident. Well, no, it's not an incident. Accusations, I guess. Right. For those who haven't followed along, uh, Dave Portner, who's the one of the most influential media owners in the country at the moment, has launched his own pizza range, One Bite. Uh, Barstool has made a living out of sports fans. its It wouldn't wash here in Australia. It's out of step with... Our community um, standards, I guess, and it's too blokey. Uh, there's a. I admire him a lot as a businessman, but I don't think the product is is fair and reasonable at times. Or a lot of they do some I, great things. I think the issue, though, that
0: Juice Sasso was referring to, Come is in, that... I'm shutting up. Sorry, yeah. sorry. The
1: Business Insider wrote a story on a sexual allegation. Yeah, that's what I'm referring against. To. Uh, Dave, and he has hit back with an attack on Business Insider. Um, are boys clubs on the way out? Or Well, re- they are being held to high account in the States by media, and that's a good thing. I, don't, I wouldn't speak to the specific allegations here because he denies them significantly and has hit back with pretty strong return on. But what he has exposed is the sometimes conflicted interests of those covering him. So it's a very complicated story. And I don't know, and because you don't know what,
0: what's right or wrong, you can't yeah. you can't comment. Yep, John Stevens on Twitter last week on the podcast Damien said, "Who cares what the public thinks?" Does Hutchie share this opinion? Would wouldn't the head of major TV or radio Next Works care what the public think in regards to their choice of commentators? Now, John, my, my reference to that was um it was more along the lines of the the, the moment that media outlets uh, are influenced by what the public thinks is the is the moment they probably should get out of doing what they do, and that was in relation to a. To a list wasn't Hutchie, and some feedback I think from from the public. Um, I think if you spent your time worrying about what the public think, you you wouldn't get out of bed at times. Hutchie. was that was that fair to say? Well, the public's not a collective, right? There's
1: you can't if you put six of us for lunch today, we wouldn't agree on nearly anything. So, <laughs> the public, is, what the public thinks is is no longer a thing because everyone thinks differently.
0: You've said that too on this podcast that you don't care what people think about what you say. You yeah, said that. Yeah, I think you've said that more than I have. Yeah.
1: I, I, I don't think you can convince people of your view, really, in life. You've just got to live your life the way you want to and yeah. and respect theirs. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Chris Caius uh, regular listener on Twitter. In relation to vaccination, Damien regularly says he won't advocate for it, as he won't tell people what they should do. Then a few minutes later, he'll tell people to drink wise. Is this inconsistency just because of the sponsorship, or is there a place for people in high-profile positions to encourage good behaviours? Um, Do Um ever crack at that you, you have a crack first, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, put it this way, I don't know of anyone in the world that doesn't think you should
0: drink wise and within a reason. Having, get, having had is... a few experiences of not drinking wisely yeah. in my life yeah, I, the, And when I say that, minor end yeah. unwisely Hutchie, but it is a it is a
1: blanket. Um, community message that we wholeheartedly endorse. Yes. Wholeheartedly endorse. In, a, a, in a, fact, a social cause is one of the reasons we went into this podcast. did. We did. Yep. And it, for us, was the ultimate social cause because it it's built
0: upon moderation and respect. And even just saying it, it actually makes you think about um, it. In, in, in terms of the vaccination, I, I just, I'm not curious. So there are there other people out there telling people what to do? As I keep saying- Vaccination is a bigger and deeper issue that's even more divisive and personal for people. Yep.
1: You've landed on a position that you don't want people to tell them what to do. Yes. I,
0: that, I'm I'm, pro, I'm happy for them to do whatever they want to do, I, but, but but obviously when they make the decision, they're, they're mindful of there being consequences. Yep. You're
1: saying if you don't want to be vaccinated, that's fine, but just don't hurt anybody else in yeah. the process. Yeah. I'm yeah. saying, Chris, quite simply, get vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not sitting on the fence on this at all. No, it, you're not. It um, is absolutely essential that people
0: get vaccinated and play their role in keeping others safe. I agree with that, Hutchie. I'm just not telling them to do that. Ben, am- you're totally on Facebook. This is a question for Damien. As he is the horse racing expert in there. I think the tongue is firmly in cheek there uh, on that one, Hutchie. What's your view on the fact that the races in Sydney deliberately run late and do not jump on time, solely so that they can hold viewers' attention longer and give less time to those that switch between Sydney and Melbourne? Now, this is taking conspiracy yeah, theories... Well- Look, from a turnover perspective... Ben almost stumbled on the real story there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not to hold their attention, Ben. It's to increase revenue in those final frantic betting moments, Hutchie? The the conspiracy theorists? The cynics might say that, don't they? You're among them. (laughs) If that's happening, Ben, and I can confirm that that did seem to happen a lot in the city racing... I would argue it's more to do with the turnover that, that is unloaded on a big race in the final seconds before they even go into a barrier. Every second that goes beyond the start time. I don't time. think it's deliberately run. I don't think they've just had oh, some no, log- I, logistical issues. That- oh, <laughs> and guess what? It's not only the Sydney races that do it either. Actually, every single one does it. But it might have happened a bit. Well done, Ben. You might have identified something for reasons that you didn't quite pick up on, but uh, well played. Uh it might be Archie. Is a couple of have a lot of people haven't gone at me this week, Archie? Was a question about my like, muscle Last one car. from
1: Jared. Damo, do you park your American muscle car as well as your difficult topics during I'll rewrite ask that in the Damo language. Damo, do you park <laughs> your American muscle car? <laughs> As
0: well as you do difficult topics during episodes of the main body of the Sounding Board, Jared, the Parker of topics on this show is Hutchy, not me. And if I ended up uh, parking topics, only because Hutchie ended up raising good topics in the final minute of a forty-five minute show when he should have raised it from the outset. So, and I do park my car pretty well too, by the way, Jared. Um, that was Question Time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. <laughs>